turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Happy Christmas Eve. It's not just Friday Eve. It's Christmas Eve on tonight's Andrea K. Show. And I am so excited to share Christmas with you guys. Uh, we don't get to share it like on Christmas morning, opening presents together or having a hog down during the day. But we can share the holiday by enjoying each other through social media and through my show here. And you can comment always to me on Facebook at Andrea K. I'm on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. And we can always communicate with each other there. And I'm excited to be here with you guys on Christmas Eve. we got lots to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about, we're going to have some fun here on tonight's show. We're also going to get a little serious because the holidays are a tough time for some people, particularly the military and the lonely people. So we've got a great lineup of guests for you guys. We've got our very own the answer san diego's very own dr wendy patrick who's going to be here she's uh, in addition to being a phenomenal legal analyst and political pundit she's also a doctor of psychology and so she's got some wisdom to share for the holidays and of course we cannot forget on this holiday season our veterans those at risk everything for our freedom so that we can enjoy our own traditions here in the united states and so we've got the founder of code of vets which is a phenomenal charity uh, organization that serves veterans who's going to be here with us a little bit later and then my man here we, we're going to have some fun talking about our own personal uh, Christmas traditions uh, some of America's traditions and then we're actually going to take a trip around the world and we're going to talk about some some things that happen every year some traditions around the world that made me smile and hopefully it will you as well and so with that in mind my man who makes me smile every day of the year whether it's Christmas Eve Friday Eve or even on a Monday it's DJ Potato Skins DJ Potato Skins DJ Potato did not come this far to overcome this much and fight this hard only to surrender our country back to the depraved Washington swamp. Yeah, you said we were going to have some fun. We're going to have a lot of fun, but we're going to get serious. That's why I have to keep my tradition alive and uh, play that every day up until January 20th, because we're still fighting the good fight. Absolutely. And included in that fight is something that President Trump talked about in 2015 that's still alive today, and that is the war on Christianity, the war on the traditions of this country, which are based in Judeo-Christian principles and values. And what what beyond Easter, what is the one holiday, the one that's even that even 
non-Christians celebrate in this country that typically unites us all. It's Christmas. And that's Christmas. And there's a reason why there's been a war on Christmas going on in a long time, a war on Christianity. President Trump promised that he would protect our religious freedoms and our and our right to express ourselves. He's done an amazing faith. job over that. The the best president in my lifetime, I think in American history. And he's By far. Done that, not just in his own message and you know coming out and saying just this past week that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. And that we celebrate the birth of our Savior when it comes to Christmas. I don't recall ever in my lifetime hearing a president. So it's been through his words that he's spoken as well as through his policies in which he has supported Christians in this country and people of all faiths. And um, we don't want to get dire on tonight's show, but really our, our ability to celebrate our beliefs, particularly as Christians and Jews in this country, it's on the line. is on the line going into January. Um, and, and one of the things I think we need to do is be grateful that we can we can still celebrate it openly in this country. Okay, so speaking of celebrations, we know what some are. And later on, you and I are going to share some of our own personal traditions. Yep. But we know that some of Americans' traditions um, for Christmas, even if you're not a Christian, are kissing under the mistletoe, um, which I'm usually running from the mistletoe anytime. I see a strange dude standing under it um, drinking eggnog. Is eggnog a do or a don't for you? You know what? I have never, and I've tried various recipes. I've never really enjoyed it. People saying, hey, well, this one's better. Try this. It doesn't really do anything for me. I don't really like the overall taste to it. I love eggnog. It's interesting because I'm not an ice, I don't like ice cream, but I love me some eggnog. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, Leaving Santa milk and cookies. That's a family tradition a lot of people people do with their kids. And also um, lumps of coal in your stocking. Mama every year would, would even into our adulthood, she would put um, lumps of coal, which is really licorice, just as a joke in our yeah. stockings. So, um... You do any of those? I've done the. I did. I didn't do the coal thing. My family didn't do that with me. I've done that with the kids in the past when uh, I warned them, "Hey, if you didn't behave, you were going to get coal in your stocking." And then I would give them the coal in the stocking, and they would be all upset. And I said, "Well, I think Santa actually left your stocking gifts if you changed your behavior." And I gave it to him anyway. Oh, you're a good dad. Dad of twins. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, this is actually the first. While we're on the topic, the first Christmas I will have. Spent away from either of my kids. My Aww. one son, as you know, we've talked about off the air, is in Colorado Springs with the company that he works for, and it's open-ended. He's going to be there six weeks up to six months, so it's going to be hard this year. Yeah. Well, shout out to him. We're going to wish him a very Merry Christmas. It's got to be hard on him, too. First yep. time away from the family. Oh, for sure. So it's definitely, that's tough your first time when you're away from family. So let's go uh, away from the United States and go around the world. Sure. Um, I, 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 there, I I found this article that was from a year ago, and it's 12 weird and wonderful Christmas traditions around the world. And we don't have time to get in all of them. Which one jumped out at you? Actually, the first one that I laid eyes on, I was like, this is actually hysterical. Families tuck into KFC for Christmas in Japan. That's my favorite, I love that. <laughs> and I already love Japan, so now I love it more. Right. I mean, first of all, I love, I, as a kid, I've never been a fast food burger kid. When we, met, when my family all went out to fast food. Fried chicken. It, it was always, I, I ate KFC and we would, we would go to the burger places for the rest of my family and they would make a special trip to KFC for me. But I love the idea of the Japanese who don't really celebrate Christmas. Yeah. I love the idea that years ago, I guess KFC did some type of advertisement or something and said, hey, here's a new tradition. Eat some fried chicken. 
on, you know, Christmas and it became a national thing that they do. And so I love that. The idea of the Japanese who eat sushi and all this healthy, you know, food. And then they go to fried chicken. And then they eat fried chicken on Christmas. I love it. Um, What was another one? One of the ones that I loved, I loved in in the UK, going back to years ago uh, in the 1800s when a guy invented the Christmas cracker that now it's become a tradition to do Christmas cracker pulling and they even have, or in the Guinness Book of World's Records for, and and cracker pulling, I'm not even sure what it means because I don't even know what their idea of a Christmas cracker is, but maybe it's like a taffy pull. That's what I was guessing. And so that one was super fun for me. And then my, my, um, heartfelt one that really touched my heart was in Mexico. They do less about Christmas trees and they do nativity scenes all over the country. And the way they do it is it's progressive. So initially they set out a nativity scene, but it's not until Christmas in early December, but it's not until Christmas Eve that then they bring out the baby Jesus. And then it's King's Day, what we call King's Day in New Orleans, King's Day where they bring out um, the three wise men, the three kings, and put that into the nativity scene. So this is something that goes on uh, for weeks in Mexico, and they use all these artisans and craftspeople, and they and they basically really celebrate what this holiday is about, and I like which that. is the birth of Jesus. And I like that because it shows, especially if they're bringing in things from all over the world, how it might be a little bit different depending on where you're at, but the message is eternally the same. Yeah, absolutely. There's some other fun ones. There's like, you can celebrate Christmas year-round in America in Christmas uh, town in Florida, and they have a Christmas tree up year-round, and they even have names for their streets, like um, I think they have streets named after different, you know, the reindeer and Comet and Cupid, and I just think that's that's wonderful. So um, I love learning about, I, I love traveling and I love learning about other cultures and I I love the fact that um, while we are you know, Judeo-Christian country and, and the way Christianity is a part of our culture here is unlike any other country. It just warms my heart to know that all around the world, everybody's got their own traditions and, and people are celebrating Christmas at the same time we are. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, what we're going to share at the end of the show, I think, is, is rather special because I'm sure there's things that my family does that your family does a little mm-hmm. bit differently. And it's funny because when you hear what maybe one family does and you're like, I never thought about that. Hey, maybe yeah. I want to kind of incorporate that into my own family traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that if you've got a tradition that isn't about Jesus that you're not, you know, doing the holiday right. Because I know there can be a lot of shaming of Christians too that you're too yeah. commercialized or you're not focused enough on Jesus. I'm not about that. I'm about any. I'm about the more ways that we can glorify this holiday and enjoy it as a nation. It keeps us unified. This is something that we've always been unified around as a country. And I miss it. I miss the fact that this year I haven't been at the mall, decorated it all over with Christmas decorations and hearing Christmas music everywhere. Um, so I have, I have many Jewish friends. I have many uh, non-believer altogether friends. And at the end of the day, one time of year that is really special for me because I can reach out to all of them mm-hmm. and we all have that same unifying message is Christmas time. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in our friend and radio host here, fellow radio host here on The Answer San Diego. Dr. Wendy Patrick is going to be here, and she's going to share some ideas for how you can comfort those that are isolated right now and need some support and take care of yourself mentally and physically in this holiday. Stay tuned. 
sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, celebrating Christmas and, and it's Christmas Eve tonight. And as I said at the top of the show, we want to have some fun tonight talking about traditions here in the country and, and around the world. But we can't talk about the holidays without recognizing that it's a time that's stressful. It can be a time that is isolating and depressing for some people. And we want to recognize that. We wanted to reach out to them on tonight's show and offer maybe some words of wisdom and some guidance and some advice. And so of course, I had to reach out to uh, The Answer San Diego's very own Dr. Wendy Patrick. She's not just a prosecutor and a political pundit and the best legal analyst anywhere, but she's also a Ph.D. in psychology and host of Today with Dr. Wendy that you can hear every Saturday at 6 p.m. And so she joins me now to talk about the holidays and with and she's got some great advice for you all out there and how you can stay healthy physically and mentally in the holidays. Hello, Wendy Patrick. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. And you also forgot to mention I'm a big fan of the Andrea K. Show. <laughs> oh, girl, you doing it all? You doing good for my mental health right there with that? Thank you. <laughs> um, seriously, though, holidays are always uh, the. Uh, I think we have the highest rates of suicides over the holidays every year. And then you add in 2020 and the stresses that we've got going on. You've got the isolation. You've got the fear. You've got the financial pressures going on in the people out there. And I hate to bring you in to talk about a tough topic as opposed to just bring you on to have some Christmas cheer and talk about our Lord, but I think it's just really important to recognize where some people are at emotionally this season and how we can help them. Right. And you know, Andrea, I think we can do both because this is a very important topic I've been discussing all week and in my Psychology Today column. You know, it's one of those um, it's one of those topics that comes up every year in a sense, but it's never quite hit us as hard as it has this year. It's been a perfect storm. So one thing that we have to keep in mind is that families are still families over the holidays. I mean, pandemic protocol may have changed the rules of engagement, how, when, where, how close, but it hasn't changed the, the sentiment of the holidays. It's my PhD is in theology, and that's actually one of the things that, that we always want to, want to really emphasize this time of year is the togetherness, however you do it. We prefer to do it in person, but God forbid we have to do it remotely just for the meantime mm-hmm. is so important. And tis the season of hope. I, if we were having this conversation a month ago, we wouldn't be talking about vaccines on the horizon. We just had another one approved. So we are looking at really a bright sunrise in 2021. We're we are going to have a uh, light at the end of the tunnel. There is going to be a silver lining to the dark clouds of the pandemic, but there's a silver lining even now. And let me tell you what I mean by that. One thing that the holidays have been characterized by is creativity. COVID-style celebrations have been very creative. People have been doing everything from having ugly mask contests instead of ugly sweater contests. <laughs> They've been doing synchronized cooking and baking and, and uh, socially distanced, sanitized visits caravans of caroling. I mean, we have never 
responded through brainstorming more than we have this year. So we're already living the silver lining and really understanding that, you know, let's just see this as an adventure with an end in sight. Um, But you are very correct in bringing up the reality that as much as we can sort of, you know, be creative and find other ways to get together, there will still be some that that won't be enough. So we do have to recognize the reality of emotional health in addition to physical health. Are there some, some and, and, I'm, and I'm so glad you talk about hope because that's really important. And as the goalpost has shifted for business owners who keep thinking maybe next week I'll be able to reopen and then I'll get back on track on finan- you know, financially as, as the goalpost seem to, because remember it's supposed to be 14 days to flatten the curve, right? Now nine months later we've still got businesses not allowed to be open. It's important to recognize that there is hope, that it's not over and that hope is on its way. And also as Christians we understand and what this holiday is about for us is that our hope comes in in a savior that was born on this day i'm going to get choked up but that's where my hope Amen. comes. that's where my hope comes oh. in it doesn't come in in institutions in government it doesn't even come in my own professional success my i always put my hope in the lord and 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 i have that to, to look forward to and it gives me peace how can we oh. um what advice can you give to those in terms of protecting your mental health and your emotional state at this time do you have any like and i probably should have asked you this in advance if you know to think of some things but like some some suggestions you can give to people to keep hope alive and to stay positive at this time Absolutely. And, I, you know, that that's a great question. And you're absolutely right that it, it's a question that's being asked in households all across the nation that have yet again been devastated by a new, a new round of closures. But one of the things that we always say we'd like to do is remove the stigma from asking for help. Family members are encouraged to ask each other, how are you doing? They ask mm-hmm. their neighbors, how are you doing? They open those lines of communication that Others are afraid to open for fear that there's still some stigma mm-hmm. attached to to admitting that you're having these types of feelings. It's a time to reflect and, and rejoice in what you have instead of what you don't have. And I know many people have suffered loss, and our hearts and prayers go out to them. But think about it this way. You may never again have the quality time with your family that you're enjoying this Christmas, mm-hmm. whether it's pulling out old photo albums or board games or uh, all the kinds of things that we're finally finding the time to do because we're saving ourselves the commute in many cases. Um, But it's about far more than health and wealth. It's also about that precious time. You know, we always say time is priceless. One thing people can really focus on is that, that Mm -hmm. you now have time to do things that you would never and may never have the time to do again. So really recognizing what you do have to be thankful for, paired for not being afraid to reach out and for Mm -hmm. proactively asking everyone you know, do you need anything? Right. How are you doing? Sometimes people will respond to questions that be afraid of bringing up those issues themselves. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I think as a Christian, one of the things that we, we can do as Christians, those of us that are that are, are continue to be blessed and we're not suffering financially or struggling financially right now, I think we can ask ourselves every day to maybe not be so focused on our own traditions, our own celebrations or shopping or cooking or whatever, and maybe think to ourselves, uh, it, it, you know, Lord, Lord, who can I be a blessing to today? Lord, how can yeah. I... 
yeah. who, who could please put somebody in my path that I can provide help for today. Um, if you know of a, if if you know of a of a faith based organization that you trust, maybe you want to donate some food or some money to them. I think one, this is an opportunity for those of us that are doing well to make sure that we're doing our part for the community. I also know that at a time like this, uh, w- whether it's a traditional holiday time or add in coronavirus, it's also a time when people overindulge in substances. Substances, and I think that that's a danger zone. That in the minute or so we have left, if you might want to make a suggestion there, I, I just think even non, you know, um, in, in the few minutes we have left, that I, I just think it makes sense to try to take care to take body, mind, and spirit, and then we got to take care of our body as well, and be careful with overindulging. Yes. Oh, I could not have said, can I just say an amen to everything that you just said? And, you know, the pandemic has been characterized by overindulgence itself. So let's not have a double whammy over the holidays. Those are words of wisdom to live by, literally. Thank you for, for pointing all of that out. Well, um, you know, I do my best. I've been known to overindulge a little bit myself on the sweets. <laughs> and I gotta, Haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> I think I, and I don't even have an excuse for it. I don't even have an excuse for it, oh, Dr. Wendy, because, you know, I, I, I come in, I do my job every day. So I've got no excuse for the extra five I've packed on, except that I've seen coronavirus. <laughs> uh, maybe it's, it's, COVID-19. it's, right. It's my sympathy COVID-19. Um, okay. in the, in the minute or so that we have left, um, uh, potato skins and I are going to share our family traditions um, at the end of the show and a close and we open the show with some traditions around the world anything you want to share about your family and some of your favorite traditions as, as tech savvy as we've all become in our family we prefer things like puzzles where everybody actually sits together and has that chemistry of closeness there is just no substitute for getting together live and i know that you can appreciate that as well as many of our like-minded listeners it is just a matter of time before we can do that again mask free Oh, absolutely. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for being here. Y'all need to listen to Wendy's show every Saturday. It's Today with Dr. Wendy, and it's 6 p.m. on Saturdays. God bless you. Merry Christmas, my dear. Merry Christmas, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you. All right, now y'all stay tuned, because when we come back, we're going to talk about those who have been serving our country honorably, uh, even many now, who uh, we've got veterans that need our help, and we also want to remember those that are currently serving in the in the U.S. military. And we're going to talk to Code of Vets and hear how you can reach out. Talk about being a blessing to people you want to tune in because maybe you might want to join in and how you and learn how you can be a blessing to some veterans stay tuned be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k telling you like it is all while eating a donut too it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's Christmas Eve, and it's a time in which, uh, before the break, we were talking to Dr. Wendy Patrick about wanting to make sure how we're there for those that are that are suffering at these times, and not just because holidays are typically a time uh, when suicide rates are at their highest, but you add in coronavirus and all the suffering that's going on, and, and we really need to make sure that we're there for our fellow Americans, and especially, most importantly, those that currently have worn the, the uniform of the U.S. military are veterans who are suffering more than ever. And let me tell you that that, that relief bill that they put forth uh, the, this week was an affront to those who have served the United States military. And here to discuss 
is veteran Gretchen Smith, and she's the founder of Code of Vets, who has done more for our veterans than Congress ever has, and she's here to discuss why this is so important right now. Hello, Gretchen Smith. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you, Andrea. It's such a pleasure to be here. And you're, you're right. The, the veterans are suffering right now. So we, we have a lot to talk about. Well, let's talk about, I mean, you must have seen this at a time in which you, you have dedicated your life to helping our veterans, many of which who are, it, 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 talk about struggling right now, not able to pay the electricity bill, having a weight in food banks, can't pay their mortgages, can't pay their rent. This, these are the people that have sacrificed for the United States of America. And then we see this relief bill where we're talking about sending $15 million to Pakistan for gender programs, and all they want to do is cut a check to $600 for, for the everyday Americans. That's, that's such an insult. It, it, it is. I, I'm having difficulty processing that this is our reality in the United States of America this year. We've never seen anything like this. As a newer nonprofit last year, we focused on veterans who are in between jobs, alcohol, you know, alcoholism, drug addiction, homelessness. But this year, Andrea, it is about good, hardworking men and women who have served, who cannot put groceries on their table, who cannot keep their the water running or their lights on. They're being evicted. Uh, we had a veteran who has an autistic son down in Florida this week that we had sent some funds to. He had to let his car go. He <gasps> was actually walking to work, and he walked to a food bank to get some food for his family, and they turned him away because he was not in a vehicle. It is <sighs> a disgrace what is going on in our country. That is just one of uh, – we, we've assisted roughly a couple thousand veterans this year, if not more. We've, I mean, there's such a surge right now. Um, we're just in inundated with veterans in, in, in need and it's serious and it's all basic and, and, and it's and it, it is basic their needs are basic and it's basic that if we are going to be um, going into debt and racking up debt in this country if we're going to be shutting down businesses which takes jobs away from people including our veterans that you're trying to reassimilate or, or, or into civilian life if we're going to be shutting down businesses and taking jobs away from people we should be going to that to, to our military first and cutting checks to them not giving money to 700 million dollars to the Sudan I am so outraged about this and the American people need to understand what's going on and we, we and, and stop the lip service uh, every year on Veterans Day Memorial Day about how much we appreciate our veterans and what they've done for us it is time for us to actually put action to that isn't it Gretchen you're absolutely spot on I, I for me this is almost more like a foreign aid bill and a bill for illegals versus American citizens and veterans why are we not putting our American citizens and our veterans first? It's just unbelievable. Our money should be staying in our own nation right now because of just the overwhelming amount of need from all of these restrictions and these shutdowns throughout the year. It has devastated lower lower level workers. Our blue-collar workers are just being destroyed right now. They did not have a savings in the first place. So when you make someone stay home and, not, and they're not able to earn a paycheck, which they live from paycheck to paycheck, it's just it's devastating. You're going to put them out on the streets very quickly. And that's what we're, what we're seeing. We're seeing such an increase in evictions right now with our, our blue collar workers, our veterans. It's just we're, we're just literally overwhelmed right now. We are we're taking one case at a time. We're, we're pushing the funds out as quickly as they're coming in. But there's never enough. We have so many in need. Uh, it's just it's heartbreaking. I've actually never seen anything like this in, in our country before. I think there's a lot of people that have the misunderstanding 
understanding that that when people leave the military, that they're taken care of for life, that they've got all these support services from the Veterans Administration and that they get to go on base and, and buy all their groceries there and that basically they're taken care of. And that's just not true, is it? It's absolutely not true. It's a myth, and we we need to discuss that throughout the country. We need for our all of our nation to be aware that our veterans are not taken care of. Actually, they're put, I haven't been an advocate very long, but what I've learned incredibly quickly, our veterans are put at the back of the line in every single state of our country. It's a, it is a true disgrace. They reallocate funds that are earmarked for veterans, especially, and we'll use VASH for example. They will move those funds from from veterans, which that's what it's earmarked for, and and send it over to the civilian side, and they give it end up giving it to illegals with children. That's that's we've experienced this personally. Been on the phone and listened to this as it unfolded. It's unbelievable that that our veterans are treated the way that they are. Yeah, and, and I'm the daughter of two Marines, and I know that when um, my dad ended up leaving the service when he retired at 38, it was okay. Bye, you know there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of there was no program set up to help him assimilate and help him get a job into into um, back into civilian life. I mean, they're just they're just kicked out there. And even it, yeah, you know, we had the ID card, we could go buy groceries for cheaper at the commissary. That doesn't mean that there was any safety net economically or financially for the families. We were left to fend on our own, and there were times when it was incredibly difficult. But thank God. I didn't have to suffer. My family didn't have to suffer to the extent that our veterans are today. And it's absolutely inexcusable. It's a complete disgrace the way that the U.S. government has left our veterans. God bless you. You've raised about $2 million, a million just in COVID. Your operating costs are 2%. You're not some sham charity. I know you're not political, but you're not some sham charity like the Clinton Foundation or the Biden's uh, Cancer Foundation that had 98% went to salaries. I want to make sure everybody understands that when people donate to your organization, Organization, it actually helps the veterans, yes? Yes, absolutely. There, There is very little wait time. There's very little paperwork. We, After we vet them, we push them out there on social media. That's how we operate. We raise the funds and we move on to the next vet. It directly goes from the donor to me to the veteran and there is very little wait time in that and we you know we've we've raised two million this year it's amazing and i and i expect we'll probably double next year because we're doing the right thing with the funds and we're transparent and the two percent andrea i'm beyond proud of that it is literally about the veterans that's what we're here for is we're here for them to let them know that they matter and that their country and their veteran community cares about them uh, I know that a lot of my listeners are struggling too, small business owners, and they're struggling to make ends meet. But I, I, I want to, if you can hear my voice, I want you to think about helping a veteran. I don't think any donation is too small. How can people help out? Please go to the codeofvets.com website and donate $1, $5, $10. That's how we raise our funds throughout the country. It's grassroots. And that $5 adds up quick when thousands are pouring it in. It just and it all goes, 98% of it goes to these beautiful veterans who are just so beyond worthy. And they're waiting their turn right now. I'm, and we're, we're doing a quick pretty quick turnaround but we just our numbers are just staggering right now andrea so listeners if you can if you can give five bucks please do it because i'm telling you what it goes a long way 
Well, I just, God bless you. I thank you so much. And I know that you have a heart for this because of your father and we don't have time to get in, get into him and his story. But I know that, uh, that you come from a, a place of your own personal experience of veterans in need. And that's why this, this was on your heart to start this in the first place. And you've done so much for our veterans, but it can't be all on your shoulders to help. And people need to get involved and donate what they can. And so, um, I, I ask all the listeners to do that and God bless you. And I plan to do it myself. And thank you so much for being here, Gretchen Smith. Thank you for having me, Andrea. All right. Merry Christmas. Oh, all right, you guys. Uh, go to codevets.com and you need to donate whatever you can today. Uh, earlier when I was talking to Dr. Wendy, I said, you know, we need to be asking ourselves as Christians, you know, d- Lord, put somebody in our path that we can be a blessing to. I try to ask every day, Lord, show me, uh, present to me, who can I be a blessing to today? I think we all know today who we need to be a blessing to. It's our veterans. All right, we're going to uh, shift gears. We come back. We're going to wrap up with uh, some of uh, our own personal family traditions and in the note uh, going out praising our lord and savior thank you stay tuned be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k the donut queen of san diego it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, closing out our Christmas Eve special, rolling into Christmas tomorrow. And um, I'm so excited that we get to hang out and spend a little time here, my friend DJ Potato Skins, and just kind of chat a little bit about our own families. And well, I mean, we work together every day, but, you know, I this gives me an opportunity to learn more about you than I normally know, like getting getting inside your, your little life here, learning about all about that is DJ Potato Potato skins. So share with me about your family, your traditions, and what you guys have uh, done. First of all, I don't even know if a lot of listeners know that you've got twin boys. I do. I have twin boys. I've been a single father for... uh since they were about three years old, I've been taking care of them on my own. I have a lovely family, obviously, that's helped me along the way, but it's uh, been a lot of work. The most rewarding experience of my life, I wouldn't change a thing, and a tremendous blessing. As I said at the beginning of the show, first Christmas I will have spent away from uh-huh. my one son, Kevin, who is on a, uh, a work trip in Colorado Springs. So it's uh, I'm proud of him, very proud of him, proud dad, but I'm um, going to get misty-eyed, not going to lie. Yeah, well, what would you guys usually do? I mean, with twin boys, I mean, it must have been crazy in your house on Christmas morning. If they're like typical boys, we're probably running around and shooting Nerf guns and just like being crazy. Well, that was uh, originally the case as, the, as, as they approached the teenage years, a lot more sleeping in started yeah. to happen. It'd be like, yeah. hey, wake up. We want to have Christmas. Come on. <laughs> All right. Favorite uh, family tradition? Well, what we normally do is uh, Christmas Eve, m- m- me, my boys, my parents, Parents go over to my sister-in-law's um, uh, house with my brother and mm-hmm. their kids, and it's usually very, very quiet, and we open presents, and we play music, and we have a nice family meal, and we're there usually all day, which we plan on doing that uh, again this year, and uh, it's not going to be two hours, sorry, it's just not uh, 
state of California. It's just it's, yeah. it's not happening. Yeah. And uh, and then Christmas morning, we keep it very low key, and it's normally just my boys and myself and my, and my parents are over, and and we do the stockings and we open the, the Christmas stocking presents, and then we stop there and we have breakfast, and then we go back to the tree and open more presents, and then we just kind of keep it, you know, a pajama type day, mm-hmm. and you know, watch movies around the house, and it's very nice. Awesome. Uh, you know, my family growing up, it was just the the five of us, my parents and my brother and sister and I, and Christmas was our favorite day of the year mm-hmm. because we grew up kind of poor, daughter of two Marines. And so it was really, it was really the only day of the year that we really got stuff, you know, where we got toys and where we got, you know, th- you know, I mean, we lived a bare bones existence. And so we looked forward to Christmas all year long. Oh, I bet. And I mean, and my parents, because they grew up dirt poor, and I mean dirt poor, my dad grew up in a house with a, literally a dirt floor. Uh, they they overdid it for us and probably were paying for Christmas all year long. And they so they, over, they overindulged us in Christmas, and it was wonderful. I mean, it was absolutely amazing the way Christmas should be. And I loved it. Um, you know, and it's now, and it's still my favorite holiday. I, I just can't get enough Christmas. I love the music of it. And I'm happy, I'm happy when July 4th rolls around and we start seeing Christmas stuff in the stores because I absolutely love Christmas. We started um, shifting it a little bit and having, instead of doing it all on Christmas Day to where you get up open presents and all yeah. that and then you have the big meal, we started doing the big meal on Christmas Eve so that we could spread it out a little bit and so there wouldn't be so much work on That's kind you know, of what we do. those yeah. of us yeah, with, with the big meal on Christmas. Favorite food? Favorite food. You know what? It's a Thanksgiving food, but I, I and I try and push it around Christmas. It doesn't normally happen. A couple of times it has. I am a huge turkey guy. Give me turkey for Christmas. Give it for yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Easter, no, not really. You got to go with the ham on Easter, but yeah, turkey all the way. I usually have two things on my plate at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. Uh, Mama's cornbread dressing and gravy oh. and pecan pie. <laughs> That's really it for me. Very interesting you say that. I had not actually tried a pecan pie in probably, I want to say four years ago, maybe five years ago. I tried my sister-in-law's homemade pecan pie, and oh my God, it's one of my favorite pies ever. So good. Yeah, and thank you for saying it properly. It's pecan pie. Not pecan. Not pecan. That reminds me, by the way, speaking of overindulging, I meant, I meant to say when I was talking to Dr. Wendy earlier that one of the things that we need to do is we do need body, mind, and spirit. We need to take care of our bodies. We need to be boosting our immune system. We need to be eating right, you know, not going crazy just because it's the holidays, not overindulging with alcohol and other bad substances. We need to be, we, we need to try to continue to work, you know, good food in, into our diet. I take balance in nature. Uh, it's done wonders for me. I have not had a sinus infection. I'm going into a year of no sinus infection no ear infection it's literally kind of miraculous it's helped your feet too it's helped my feet i don't i'm wearing sneakers right now i don't even have inserts in i'm sleeping better than i ever have and so um this that's what my family's uh getting for christmas this year is balancing nature do your family a favor get them balance go to balancingnature.com free shipping use uh disc uh use discount code health free shipping right now and 35 percent off i still but you know what even though i'm i'm somebody that does pay attention to boosting my immune system um I, I eat what I want on Christmas. I eat what I want on the holidays. I give myself a free pass for that. I think we all should. Yeah. My favorite tradition of people that I know, it hasn't been adopted as mine, but I think it's it's wonderful, is that what they started to do on Christmas Eve was, you know, since Christmas 
is about Jesus, but we're opening presents and we're eating and we're doing all that stuff. We don't really make it central about Jesus. What one of my best friends did is they started with her family dedicating Christmas Eve to Jesus and they would bake a birthday cake for Jesus. No. Oh, wow. And they would they would have a birthday party for Jesus on Christmas Eve and sit around and sing Christmas carols together and light the you know, light a birthday candle for Jesus and 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 have it be a, a very just very specific for Jesus and do it on Christmas. I Eve. love that. Isn't That's that nice? Very creative, yes. Yeah. So I may start I may start incorporating that into my life going forward. One thing that I uh, my family has done when we've had extended family gatherings and we didn't obviously do that um, we're not doing it this year because of of COVID and where I'm okay with lots of people, lots of the family wants to stay safe and I respect that. Uh, in years past where uh, lots of family gets together and we've have been invited and we have gone uh there's you know 30 40 people of our family it's a big family and my grandma's there my grandma is a huge part of keeping this this family together she's 96 years old this year and something that she likes to do and we've always done it when we have the big gatherings is the entire family no matter how many people are there stand in a circle around the house and join hands Mm -hmm. and my cousin normally sometimes it's other people but my cousin who um speaks Hawaiian uh, he actually leads a prayer in Hawaiian and then my grandmother breaks bread fantastic and I actually am really going to miss that this year Uh, out of all the years I think I really crave that this year yeah it's interesting what what you miss when you don't have it anymore maybe what you take for granted when you're growing up okay let's get real worst present you ever got wow worst (laughs) and be honest child you know what? Uh, to be honest, I have never been a big gift getter. I am, I'm very... Oh, come on. We no. all like getting presents. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back. I don't think I've really got a bad one. Maybe I've just got lucky over the years. But I can tell you the worst present I've ever given. Okay. And it was actually on purpose. So my brother is a huge fishing guy. I mean, the guy steps in a lake and the fish throw themselves at him. Wow. So Some people just are just have the gift of fishing. He's got the gift. So uh, a couple of years ago, and I think I'm actually going to start a collection for him because there's all kinds. I found these really ugly plastic trout slippers. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way I can't. I have to get this for him. Uh-huh. So and, and he was grinning from ear to ear and he wore them around the house on Christmas morning. And I think he's worn them a couple of times after that. So but the gag is I think I'm actually going to get him an entire set because they have like they have salmon ones and they have other types <laughs> of fish. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's what I want to do. Well, I, I love a good gag gift. Unfortunately, I've gotten a couple of gifts that I thought were gag gifts, but they were actually, you know, <laughs> they, were, they were actually like serious <laughs> gifts. And I don't want to say in case it's somebody listening because they were with, they were from the heart. Okay, they just were things that there's just um, just were not right for me, you know. And I, I will say, had they re- paid a little bit more attention to who I am, oh, okay. instead of just getting something that they thought that that you know, I mean, if, if they paid attention to who I was, then they wouldn't have given it to me. Because the sad thing is, is that I didn't use it. So it was money that was wasted. Yeah. I don't like it for the most part, unless it's somebody that really doesn't spend a lot of time with you and they don't know you. And I think that is a little different. But if the person really knows you and they give you a generic gift card, not to any like, okay, you like shoes. So here's a gift card to a shoe store. No, but you get like a just a basic Target Target or Visa (laughs) gift card. It's like, where's the thought? No thought whatsoever. Yeah. No thought whatsoever. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I got inedible chocolate chip cookies 
one year. Now, let me tell you, those who know me, those who know me and no. know me well enough to be, give me a Christmas present know that I'm about cake. Okay. Do you ever hear me talk about cookies on the show? Never. 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 Okay. And you're going to give me not just cookies, but you're going to give me inedible homemade chocolate chip cookies. Not everybody is meant to work in a kitchen. Okay. Not everybody knows how to put rest- ingredients together. And, it's the sad truth. It's the sad truth. So, and to me, it was somebody that just hadn't put no thought into it was really the problem. And it's it's like giving the generic card. Somebody gave me some generic inedible cookies and it hurt my feelings because it was like, you know, I, I spent weeks shopping. Oh, I do the for, same thing. For, for, I mean, the thought I put into gifts. I want to make sure that the person that gets the gift, no matter who it is, family, friend, I know they're going to use it. I know it's going to bring them joy and it's not just going to go up on a shelf and they're never going to use it. Right. Other than that, I can sit here and tell you that I honestly don't remember a worst gift because my parents put a lot of thought into trying to get us stuff every year. Yeah, same here. To what we what we wanted and, and what we needed and, and what would make us happy and bring us joy. And and my family's always, you know, em, embraced that, really wanting the, to, really embraced giving. Before we run out of time, I do yeah. want to say this. My kids were wondering, I, I was asking them for ideas. Hey, what do you want for Christmas? And we've all, as you know, been very big Disney geeks. Oh, and yeah. the fact that Disneyland is still closed just breaks our yeah. heart. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm actually, I'm still going to get you guys gifts. So I, I did get them a couple of really cool gifts, gifts I know they're going to love. And for the third gift, I'm like, I don't know what the situation is going to be in 2021. I don't think any of us do. But as of right now, we are in the midst of trying to plan a Disney World trip. The, awesome. The, the three of us. I love it. There was one year as kids, my parents gave us a trip uh, to Disney to Disneyland as our Christmas present. Cool. And we spent a whole week at Disneyland when we were kids. And yeah, so I'm a, we're huge Disney fanatics in my family. And it's it's been really sad. And you know what? Manifest it. Make that part open right. by, by planning uh, your family trip. And sometime we're going to have to go to Disneyland together. Oh, we are. Well, that, well that's I'm going to open to close, though. Uh, you can't wimp out on oh, me. No, you no, got to no. go open to close. I, we're, we're the same way. No, but that's why we're doing the Disney World thing, because Florida's done it right. Florida yeah. businesses are open, and we're just like, I'm not waiting for the for the CA gig. We're just going to do this right and do it, uh, you know, now. All right. Well, I uh, hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I know you're going to be sad missing your one son. It says a lot about him that he's willing to travel and give up a family holiday for his career. It shows his character. It and, shows and, his character, and I'm very proud of him. And it shows yours that you've raised. You've raised a couple of good kids, and you did it all on your own. And um, I'm grateful for you this Christmas. I'm grateful for you too. And you've, you've been think, a present to me. I think we we make uh, a lot of difference, not just individually, but together. We always encourage one another. Yeah. And uh, it's actually the highlight of my day. Sincerely every day when I come into the station. Well, you've been... Santa came early to me when he brought you into my life. No offense, Carrot Sticks. But <laughs> Santa came early to me when he had you take over the show. Well, I love you too, sister. Love you. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you all out there. And we will be back. We're running a special program on Christmas Day. So we will be back live Fighting on the Monday. Fight. Fighting the fight. Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Let's be thankful for our Lord Jesus and let's pray over our nation and pray over President Trump over this holiday. Love you all. Peace out. Do you know?